you just ate pig? I just ate a pig. Was it babe? It, it eats away at the soul. I... Would you raise your own pigs and kill them and eat them? I think that would be the best way to do it. Uh, I really wish we didn't live in a society that had um, gigantic processing plants for animal mutilation and murder. I would much rather, you know, raise a pig or hunt a pig and then like respect the shit out of it. sustenance but instead i'm like you know which brand bacon do i want to buy at the supermarket it's a little the answer is hemplers <laughs> is it the answer is always hemplers i always get hills no you know? no 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 it's good hemplers it's good baby pepper bacon. uh but yeah the alienation from our food production is a little depressing oh my cousin's gonna start raising his own pigs here soon he's making nice. bacon in uh seattle Fuck yeah, dude. So next time I come up and buy a bunch of bacon, I'll try it. I'll, I'll send it to you. Oh, that'd be fire. Not. Not. It's like real bacon, baby. Yeah, it's actually real bacon. Like really good bacon. Sounds phenomenal. See my the window to my soul? <laughs> Chest hair. You got a little cheeky spot in your shirt. This shirt is from 2007. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Rock the Bells in 2007 was probably a great show. Wu-Tang Clan, Rage Against the Machine, Hieroglyphics, Cypress Hill. <laughs> It's got a lot of good ones. But the question is, as you can see, it's frayed as fuck. When do you give up the T-shirt that you love? Uh, when your significant other, if and when your significant other uh, tells you that they're too disgusted by it. Until it absolutely disintegrates. Well, my significant other is too respectful of me to do that. Then don't give it up. You sure? Window to my soul. I just say, just wear that shit, man. Window to my areola. See if I get it. <laughs> it has your whole areola in there. Yeah. So you got cool. little tiny nipples like me, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. I got little nipples. Yeah. Little nipples. Lena loves my nipples. And I don't, I just like, get away. Okay. I don't want to fucking uh, be, you know, dehumanized for my tiny nipples. I'm sick of the uh, oppression I face on a daily basis. Let me see it. About the fact that I have little tiny itty bitty nipples i've never heard of people getting made fun of for the tiny nipples in men that is uh or women i guess but it's mainly the pep- the pepperoni hmm. slices you know everyone's always like yeah. hey look at the pepperoni pieces on your chest <laughs> the pepperoni chunks <laughs> yeah that's where it's at though you know what i'm saying you want them big old fat areolas and them long nipples. Nipples work. Okay, yeah, man. Uh, it's all about proportion. It's true. It's true. Golden ratio. Yeah. Small. Okay. Big. Okay. The right context, you know? That's right. And even if it's out of proportion, I still love you as Jesus does. Do you know that Jesus loves you? Jesus! What? Did you love me, cousin? No. I hate you. It's true. You know? Even if you're out of proportion. Perfection is, uh, it's, uh, you know, if perfection is Ben Affleck, then you can consider me an idiot. <laughs> okay. That's a quotable. That's a quotable, baby. That's all I'm saying. Let's print that up on the fucking poster. It's fucking genius. If peeing your pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. If perfection is Ben Affleck. Consider me an idiot. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, just my picture like this. Listen, if your head is, you know, like 10 times bigger than your body, 
I fucking love it. I love that about you. If your arms are maximum eight inches long, fuck yeah. That's what's up. You know what I mean? I respect that and I love it. Is Ben Affleck the greatest example of the mediocre white man that just keeps getting jobs? Absolutely. Or yes. is it John Travolta? I started in a fucking gutter and I made it to the top. No, it's Ben Affleck. John Travolta has too many distinctive traits. Ben Affleck is definitely like a Lego man white person with no uh, real defining features. Mediocre white man, white man. Yeah. If you were his father, would yeah. you be disappointed? No, I would unconditionally love Ben Affleck if I was Ben Affleck's father. And I would I would commiserate with him on losing out on a great role of Batman. I'm not wearing hockey pants. The greatest role that could ever be played by a man. Didn't he play it? Yeah, but it sucked. Yeah, but that's was that his fault? No, and I would be like, it's okay, man. Is that it's Zack Snyder's fault? fault? Yeah, I would totally blame Zack Snyder. I would probably put a hit out on Zack Snyder if I was Ben Affleck's dad. To be honest, that's actually yeah okay touche touche. I I like that because I was thinking if I was Ben Affleck's dad, I'd be like, you could still be a billionaire, but you'll always be a piece of shit. And just say, <laughs> say it in the Batman voice. That's probably what his dad is like. You ever seen pictures of him out in the world? Like no. he looks hella fucking sad. What does Papa Affleck? What does he do? Uh, probably worked at like a meatpacking plant. He's probably very like disappointed in his son being an actor all i ever wanted to do was make you proud of me pop well you know i mean he's been living in a life that is removed from everyday society this is ben affleck's father uh since what 1994 or whatever right you know what i mean because that's the thing is like we all exist in this machine right and then you get it big and you come out of the machine Right. But the machine still keeps going and it still has to keep grinding the meat. Here comes the meat wagon. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're if you're lucky, you know, you strike it big or someone that you know strikes it big and they they're like, you know what? You've been great to me. He's six hundred thousand dollars in a house. And then you're like I pooped a hammer. And then you just you just poop yourself and you just roll in the poop. Yep. And it just everything's better after that. See if you're rich, you could do shit like that. If you're rich, you could just poop yourself, roll around in it, and then somebody will come and, and you know, clean you up. Are you familiar with the glass table parties? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not familiar with them, but... <laughs> Are you personally <laughs> familiar with glass table parties? <laughs> I was so quick to be like, oh, hell yeah, bro. Oh, hell Fuck yeah. yeah. I know all about those. Oh, I mean, man. I watch, that, I watch that every... I mean, what? What do what glass tables do? Uh, no, I am familiar with the concept, though. You know? And it's like, I feel like once you're like, rich and you have the ability to experience i mean like if women are just like constantly throwing themselves at you and men like you have your options and the pick of the litter pretty much all day long infinitum ad infinitum and uh yeah i feel like you got to get a little freaky you got to get a little weird you got to push the boundaries and see what you can really get away with i mean if i made a billion dollars you could call me iced tea because my body count would be high that's what i'm talking about (laughs) okay no, I'm kidding. Uh, what's the what's the weirdest sexual shit you would do if you just had an infinite amount of money and no strings attached? And it's a great fucking question. Damn. I see. I don't know, because like for me, getting sex is like, you know, it's a hustle. You got to. I mean, luckily, I have a significant other. 
yeah that i, well, I mean like... this she could be involved too i mean this could be you could, could both hire you know someone this could be and also it doesn't have to be sex right oh okay you have to you have to understand that like you know sexual the the realm of sexuality yeah it includes everything the, pretty much it, yeah includes a lot of things besides you know penis in uh orifice my art has been commended as being strongly vaginal which bothers some men the word itself makes some men uncomfortable vagina right you know you can get sexual in a lot of ways okay i'm saying it's just hard to imagine not having to like work for sex you know what i mean because like once you don't have to work for sex and it's just thrown at you from every angle then all of a sudden it's like you're in a new echelon of like perspective of of what is possible sexually or what you're looking for because it's no longer everyday like having yeah you could talk to this is the perspective of rich pe men or beautiful women i mean they right. can they can right. do what they could do whatever they want with whoever they want but they also just want to be treated like people a lot of the time yeah that's why often you'll see like super beautiful woman with like guy that you know you're like that guy's like a four or five what is he doing with her you know like what the hell treating like, her with dignity yeah exactly he talked to her at the bar like a human you yeah. know out of everyone in the bar that all these dudes were just like <laughs> make me make me work for it that's so true you have the money rob but then you'd get like frustrated and you'd be like come on why come is this on. so hard you, you paid me you, you paid me to do it. this you made me do it that's funny man <laughs> yeah i definitely think um let's see let me think about it i definitely think uh multiple uh people involved oh yeah you know I, I don't really want to get involved. It's just an eyes wide shut scenario and you just walk yeah, around that kind of smoking shit, man. a cigar. Like, Hell yeah. Yes. Everyone is pleasuring themselves. You know what I'm saying? Just a world of pleasure. Yes. Like a, a pleasure palace. A, a pleasure palace, if you will. <laughs> See, as a normal human being, my options are, okay, I go to a swingers club or a sex club or whatever, but I don't really have any like say in who the partners are really that much and it's like the people involved in swingers clubs and shit i've seen them i've seen them i, I don't really want to um oh, no. be involved that much you know what i mean and i'm not like some fucking alpha 100 like top tier male either so it's not like i'm gonna get invited to like the fucking supermodel orgy you know what i'm saying unless the supermodels like you know unless i treat them with dignity yeah big pipes and uh you know a big Come again. <laughs> I pained you to say that. Yeah, because because your penis size and your voice, you know. My penis size. When you see my dick. When you see my dick. I am a strong average. Strong average. Strong average. Yeah. Pretty much in every category. Pretty much in every category. You know? Oh, thanks. I'm very, I'm it. a high, strong. I'm a high, strong in average way. in every category except <laughs> girth. When it comes to girth, <laughs> baby, do I have the men beat? Yes. Yes. That's exactly, man. Mm -hmm. That's my line. Length, global average. But man, the girth is slightly above average. You've seen the South Park adjusted penis size episode, right? No. Really? <laughs> Dude, everybody's been asking me lately about South Park episodes. It's small, well, small dick energy. I can't believe it has such a stranglehold on our society. Uh, small dick energy, Rob. We were talking about it. Well, that's true. <laughs> the whole episode is Randy. He's you know the scientist. He's like a ge geologist, I think. But he wait, Randy is yeah. Oh, Stan in this episode, but not no, normally, no. right? Yeah, it, he is. That's his job. <laughs> is he? <laughs> 
didn't even know that. Oh yeah, it, it makes it the layers of some of the stuff that they think. <laughs> He's about such it. an idiot. Yeah, it's the best. Hey, hey, Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> hey, Sharon. So Randy calculate. He like makes a formula for adjusted penis length, mm -hmm. and it's all about you know like he gets a protractor and he has like the whole thing, and it's just he makes this equation. And so by dividing the weight and the girth of the penis by the angle or the what do we call it again? The yaw. The yaw of the shaft, what we finally get is the adjusted penis size, or TMI. Any questions so far? Yes, little girl over there. So essentially, dudes with small dicks can say that they're, at, you know, his penis might be four <laughs> four inches, but, you know, his adjusted, you know, length or his yaw is, you know, 6.7, you know, so his oh actual penis size is 6.7 inches. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. It's, the concept is just like, wow, like, I could... You could totally see dudes just like mathematically justifying their penis size. Yeah, one hundred percent. Penis oh, yeah. size is a is still a huge source of humiliation for most people. I would say, even if they've got a a very average, a very beautiful, delicious looking penis. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um. Thank you, porn, for that. Right. I know. Right. For real. It's the media you ingest, man. Yeah, you could thank the porn industry for the insecurity of male genitalia mm -hmm. in our society, just like you can uh, tie just the media in general to this, the the uh, Are you talking? insecurity of women's bodies, you know? Right. And and then the, the trends that follow and stuff like that, and thus turn into porn, you know? It's all like... Totally, yeah. But for men, it's all about, you know, just the fucking ho the horse dudes, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so every dude's like, oh, I'm not adequate. It's like, how many? But it's crazy because, like, weren't we talking about uh, dudes with gigantic dongs needing to get reductions? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, so it's always greener on the other side, is we talk basically about how it goes. I was listening back to some old episodes. And Penises I was like, are very important. Hey, uh, we, well, we both have very them. important. We yeah. both have them. And a lot of people do. Lots of people have yeah. them. So, uh, and lots of people like them, even if they don't have them. That's very true. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't like penises, but you know, there's more people yeah, that true. either have and or like them. So, you I know, guess... even the people who don't like penises sometimes like a disembodied phallic, you know, symbol, even if they don't like what it represents or is attached to. Well, exactly. I mean, the penis in and of itself, if you remove the human element of it, you know, people still enjoy that penis a lot. You know, that, that adds to it. I woke up this morning with a bad hangover and my penis was missing again. This happens all the time. It's detachable. This comes in handy a lot of the time. You know what? I want to I want to actually retract what I said. And and I want to say everyone has a penis because, uh, oh. you know, clitorises are little tiny itty bitty penises, you know, or, or penises are gigantic clitorises. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Either way. Right. And uh, and it's just like it further goes to show that these labels and categories are only they only serve uh, to distance mm -hmm. us from uh, other people. Mm -hmm. um, and we are we should we should work together uh, to build a, a, a better world tomorrow, like Jeff Bezos, you know? Oh, yeah. Like inspire others to live just, you know, their life do good authentic thanks, thanks jeff yeah thanks jeff thanks jeff Man, for inspiring good, so many fucking good guy yeah i watched this interview with jeff bezos 
<laughs> and it was before it was like a cut of like before he went to the to space. He didn't go to almost space. said the moon. Jesus Christ. He didn't even go to space. Oh, he didn't even go to space. And then after he went to space and uh, it, he <laughs> he had like a prepared speech both times. It was the same speech both times. And it was just the most boilerplate fucking generic shit about like when you see the planet from beyond you know he's like it really changes your perspective on how everything works down here it's like bitch no it doesn't you're not gonna give anybody a raise shut the fuck up the billionaire was a cuban-american who started a bookstore and turned into the richest man in the world and right. i mean <laughs> yeah. of course he's boring <laughs> you know just yeah. like you started a bookstore and turned it into to all that you know yeah. and it's just like Somehow you just like it's literally the same difficulty, like almost getting to those people as, uh, you know, getting standing on some clouds. Yeah. Like, how, like well, you're never going to reach. Yeah. You're never going to reach uh, Jeff Bezos in any way at all. substantively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the dude, he owns he doesn't own Google, but he damn near owns Google. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a way you could like psychoanalyze Jeff Bezos to find his one real point of weakness and then somehow write the perfect scathing comment on a forum that he will somehow encounter and just that's the key to it man you need to exploit his psychological weakness in some public way humiliate him into doing the right thing that's i think that's how we got to do it we got to bully jeff bezos into being a good person (laughs) cyberbullying yeah, I don't see any other way. Cyberbully Billy Gates into actually donating money that's not just for the purpose of, of tax write-offs. Could we maybe just start calling him Billy Gates or Willie Gates? Do you think that would be enough to... Willie Gates. Willie Gates. Everybody start calling him Willie Gates. Do you think that would be enough to bully him into doing the right I, thing? Billy's almost more condescending, though. Oh, Billy. <laughs> Billy. Yeah, Billy. Well, Willie is more silly. Mm-hmm. But Billy is a bit more like childish. Billy. It's got that Billy. hard that hard Billy. syllable to start that you can really pop, you know? Billy. Billy. Billy Gates. Yeah. Adds for a lot of spite. You can have a lot of spite in that, you know? You need that P, that B. Could we maybe find a picture of him having peed his pants as a child and then hashtag floodgates <laughs> becomes... <laughs> Hashtag Billy Floodgates. Billy Floodgates. And then maybe that will, you know, I'm more focused on Jeff Bezos just because he's like substantially richer than Bill Gates. But well, I mean, maybe if we take down Billy, then Jeff will get scared. Ooh. And then we'll just go to the moon. See, Jeff is is on his face, literally uh, very insecure. You can see it because he has gotten work done. On his face. You know what the crazy part is? Is that Jeff Bezos, like, he couldn't spend all of his money if he wanted to. No. Like, if he was like, all right, you know, like, I'm taking me and, like, 500 other people to the fucking, to Mars, and we're all going to live there, and we have enough supplies and everything for a hell of a long time, it's like, he'd still have, like, a couple trillion. For real. <laughs> a couple trillion. <laughs> yeah. He, uh... Like, what are you going to take that? You just put ATMs on the on the moon. He needed to start a space agency just so he could almost kind of come up to a point where he's spending a, an amount of money. It You know, that's like a normal ratio as other people. But like, no, he's still I mean, 
how much has he spent on this space agency shit and how much of it is tax write-off or government subsidized? I have a really hard time like looking into the actual numbers of what he spends makes. Uh, is it because it's just mind? Yeah. Uh, incomprehensible, just mind blowing. Yeah. And because everyone's around here bickering about the fucking stupid shit. And it's just like, the problem is literally wagging its dick and your nose, like, yeah. like right in front yeah. of your face. Yeah. And everyone's just like, you know, athletes make too much money, you know, just like, uh, blah, blah, blah. We need to pay more taxes or not pay taxes, trans bathrooms. And just like all these things that we're arguing yeah. about Afghanistan. Yeah. It didn't matter for us 20 years ago. And now we're still arguing about it. Meanwhile, the entire country's collapsing. Fucking New York's flooding. Places are yeah. burning. Like yeah. shit is absolutely crazy. But everyone's just like, well, is that this uh, airport in Afghanistan blew up and I'm not trying to diminish their lives or anyone's lives of, any, of anyone that got lost. Right. And 100%. It, it, but you got a point 30 years ago. We didn't give a fuck about Afghanistan at all. We literally went over to make their lives substantially worse than, we, they, than it we was. We went over there because Dick Cheney had a fucking bone to pick. But like, And we want to secure uh, uh, a foothold there to go against Iran eventually at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, it's the the trillions and trillions of dollars that go into the military, right? Out of taxpayer money. Yeah. But then also the billionaires are with the tax write-off systems and all these things that they're legally and or illegally doing because they stripped down the IRS entirely or and so there's no one to like fucking chase them out and just all the write-offs. It's like that's literally I think it was calculated in 2018 2.56 trillion dollars in money that taxpayers should have gotten. And it would have gone back into the system, right? And then so it's just like, wait, so you have trillions going out one end, right? And trillions not coming in the other end, right? So it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, the point is to bankrupt the government. I mean, I just read no, this. It's, 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 it's to bankrupt everyone except fucking 700 people. It's, yeah, that's like, it. That's like, it. Like, no, that's totally it. I read this tweet where it was like, it was so weird and contradictory. It was like, uh, I forget even who wrote it, but it was somebody in the government. And they were like, uh, you know, we have to really, you know, give our dues to uh, Medicare and all these other social programs that have helped millions of Americans live a life they would otherwise not be able to. Uh, but that being said, we have to destroy these socialist programs in the government. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what the fuck? It seems like the point of the richest people on the planet is to close down as much of the government as possible. Shut it down. So they have less of a regulatory um, function and bankrupt the shit out of it and then create a, an entire country. Well, an entire world, really, of slaves to continue. Uh, Are you talking? Bringing them all of the material desires that they want and their enact their plans for the future, which is more esoteric, but. I think it's part Make of Make one of those Morty shields that goes around. Kind of thing, you know? <laughs> You're a monster. Don't be ridiculous. Just a people going around the earth. Just of poor people. <laughs> yeah, just poor people. That's what Bezos and Gates want to do. I had a buddy ask me one time. He was like, so, you know, I was trimming. He was like, so, uh, what do you think of Bill Gates? Ass. And I was just like, well, you know, like we're being honest. What an asshole. Dude's a piece of shit. He was just like, what? I feel like I've, I've never heard anyone say that. And I was just like, well, yeah, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is like, they donate a lot. But like, how much money does he still make? I'm pretty sure he's only donating stuff for tax write-offs. And that's what all philanthropy is, really. 
Exactly. And yeah, the concept of philanthropy is oxymoronic. I was just like, if, if, if these dudes really wanted to fix problems and really wanted to help people, then they could actually help people. Jeff, Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates could fucking fix the entire education system, the public education system of the country or just Washington state if they wanted yeah. and like, and not make, not like fucking lose a fingernail. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's literally they just like, wave their hand and all just, of the problems in America would seriously. <laughs> and it's annoying because there's this discourse like, oh, you want rich people to save every you think rich people could just save everyone. It's like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? They can't. It's like, well, rich people have been stealing for everyone since the days of fucking, <laughs> you know, Rockefeller and before, man. Like, come on. John F. Kennedy's fucking dad was like piece of shit. Stock fucking theft piece of garbage. Yeah, trash, poop. Foop. Yep. Happiness. So I was doing my SATs the other day. Let me tell you, okay? Have you done your SATs? I was doing my SATs. I didn't like it, okay? So I was doing my SATs the other day, and all of a sudden I got, got a little woozy, okay? Got a little dizzy. So what happened? I was like, oh shit! I didn't eat my Jimmy Dean sausage sandwich this morning, okay? It was a big problem. So I'm hungry. I'm in my SATs. I can't leave. What do I do? Well, thank God. I had gone to Starmont a couple weeks before and gotten a couple boxes of edible pencils because goddamn I crushed about six of those. I might have been pooping like a beaver, you know, some wood chips down there, but damn did I feel great with the energy. Edible pencils have vitamin K, vitamin B12, vitamin B6, vitamin X, vitamin 7, vitamin 3, all of the vitamins you need to really sustain your day. So next time you're doing your SATs, don't be afraid to go ahead and pop that pencil in your mouth and give it a crunch. Make sure it's an edible pencil from Starbucks. On another note, um, watched Mi- uh, Mission Impossible 3 last night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, badass, okay? Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, he's the bad guy. So that's the reason I watched it. <laughs> so that was my one takeaway. Takeaway number two is that J.J. Uh, Abrams is is a bad director. That's fire! Oh, he directed that? Yeah, as his first director. Oh, shit. Like, what is the hype behind J.J. Abrams? We were talking about Zack Snyder before. Everyone fucking freaks out about Zack Snyder, the Snyder cut, the Snyder cut. And I'm just like, I haven't talked to one person that liked the Snyder cut. Literally haven't talked to one person. I haven't talked to one person that enjoys anything that he does. You know, I, I see the faint after image of people who liked the Snyder cut, you know, but I have never directly, you can't look directly at the sun and I, I can't directly find someone who likes the Snyder cut. But I hear trickling of like, this part was cool. All the slow motion was so cool. I've never seen slow motion like <laughs> slow that motion. before. He loves slow motion, though. Oh, my God. But the cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. yeah. He freaks out about slow motion. But that being said, J.J. Abrams, you know, I was looking up his 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 filmy, his filmography. And uh, Cloverfield was fun. That's a good that's a good ride. OK, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that he doesn't have some good stuff, right? And I, I am more just saying that he's attached to a lot of things. So Cloverfield, he did not direct. Oh, didn't he? Oh, no. shit. Well, there no, you go. Nice try. This is once again, like a lot of people <laughs> attributing things to J.J. Abrams that like that he didn't that he didn't do. He's been a he must have produced it. 
right? Yes, he was a His producer. Company. So he's been around forever. 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 In 1989, J.J. Abrams met Steven Spielberg at a film festival, and Spielberg spoke about a possible Who Framed Roger Rabbit sequel with J.J. Abrams and Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> well, Robert Zemeckis, okay, but like, why would J.J. Abrams? Also, Robert Zemeckis, you know, we're talking about mediocre white people that like yeah. fail. And don't get me wrong, Robert Zemeckis has some of the greatest movies, but right. he also has the biggest bust in history oh yeah which one moms from mars or some fucking stupid animated movie <laughs> what i've never heard of that yeah yeah I, I was just looking at this list the other day but he's got back to the future right he Isn't does Robert he does. He does and yeah. he's got roger rabbit right uh i don't or think does he, he not no i don't think he did that but he also home alone i'm not that lucky he did home alone yes and he did uh uh Ghostbusters. Or you could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Enough, I get the point. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> for all of those reasons, Robert Zemeckis gets the pass, right? Bobby. He can make some bullshit, but, uh, you know, I mean, those are some of the greatest movies ever. Okay. So now if I'm looking at J.J. Abrams' actual filmography, he's produced. Yeah, break it down for me. He's produced a bunch of stuff, right? He So right. For his first credits, seven credits are all writing credits, or, or six credits are all writing credits, right? So he helped write it, Taking Care of Business. Never heard of it. Uh, it was a James Belushi and Charles Grodin movie in 1990. Oh, one of those classic uh, two comedic actors team up for a mm -hmm. high, like a shenanigans. Insulate yourself from these shenanigans. Oh, lots of shenanigans. They're taking care of business. Oh. <laughs> so he did a uh, regarding Henry. He helped write and co-produced. It was a 1991 drama that starred uh, Harrison Ford as a New York City lawyer from a dysfunctional family who struggles to regain his memory and recover his speech and mobility after he survives a shooting, inadvertently restoring his family's integrity in the process. Get this man some Ritz crackers! That sounds, sounds like Oscar bait. Oscar bait. Then he did Forever Young in 1992 with Mel Gibson. Oh, Melly boy. Melly boy. I know your name too. Now you sure look like a nice kid. But if you don't get your supervisor out here now, and I mean now to talk to me, I will personally make sure that you pull guard duty for the rest of your military career. Have you got that? Have you got that? Five years later, Joe Pesci and uh, Danny Glover gone fishing. Oh, another fucking shenanigans. He co-wrote that. And then here's, here's where you'll recognize it, right? 1998. Writer on Armageddon. Okay. Well, that movie fucking blew. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. Right. You know, like that movie was... once again, I'm not impressed once I'm, once I'm at this point, we're halfway through his, his film catalog. The next movie that he was a writer and producer for was Joyride with Steve Zahn and Paul Walker. Oh. Are you crazy? 
down. This is amazing. Pre Fast Furious. Yes. Paul uh, that sounds very bad. Uh, Paul Walker stars as Lewis Thomas. Yeah. A college freshman embarking on a cross country road trip during summer break to pick up his childhood crush. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds real bad. By Libby, Lily Sobieski. But that was like right in that era of like road trip and Euro trip and all that shit. So. Well, the tagline here is on the on the poster is it started as a joke. Now this joke is on them. So it's oh, is it like a thriller? Yes, it's a horror thriller. Oh, I don't want Steve Zahn to be in a fucking thriller, man. Yeah, he he's all clean cut in it, and he looks. He doesn't nah, look good. All right, so like now that. we're getting into actual director credits, right? So now he's given his first director job, two thousand six, Mission Impossible three, right? Directorial debut, and he also wrote it. So that movie. Oh, he wrote it too. Damn. All we right. co- he co-wrote it with Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi. Uh, so then he went on to to direct Star Trek 2009 was a big hit. Right. Right. Which was actually pretty cool. I mean, I liked Super 8, which I've heard and Super 8 I've, I've heard actually about, heard really seen. good things about Super 8. So I'm I'm so and he was a director, producer and he wrote it apparently, right? Or wait, was Super 8 the one where like the group of kids get superpowers or some shit or like they find an alien or something or I don't know. Yeah, it's got kids, got Elle Fanning and Joe, Joel Courtney and Kyle Chandler. And the, produced by Steven Spielberg, tells a, group, tells a story of a group of young teenagers who are filming their own Super 8 movie when a, a train derails releasing a dangerous presence in their town. I actually have seen oh, that. Okay, I don't think I've seen that, but I've heard a lot about it. I wouldn't say it's as good as a lot of the reviews say, but it's it was entertaining, right? It had a very... District Nine, uh, Cloverfield vibe to it, you know, just like that yeah. whole style of alien shit. Yeah, the found footage type. Yeah, situation. yeah, yeah, totally. And then the next three movies that he directed: Star Trek Into Darkness, mm-hmm. Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and he directed I, Rise of Sky. No, he didn't direct Rise of Skywalker. Yes, he did. Oh, that's the third one of the new trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it sucked. Horrible, yeah, horrible it's, movie. It's it's not good. And then he was producer on Awful. a bunch. He's produced a bunch of stuff. So he's clearly got money. Yeah, he's produced a lot of fire. I mean, but he his directorial. I don't know about a. I don't know about a lot of fire. He's got some enough for me. I mean, he's got uh, the Mission Impossible movies that he's produced, the Star Trek yeah. movies. He's done Cloverfield and like three Cloverfield spinoffs. Yeah, the, and that's the, it. One with John, um, you know his name. John Lovitz losing his mind and I'm reaping all the benefits <laughs> John Lovitz no uh, uh, fucking Roseanne John oh what's John his Goodman. name yeah John Goodman he's a good man and good he was man. excellent in the 10 Cloverfield Lane oh my god that movie was great oh my god it's so good okay. well once again I'm I'm not really finding anything that's like Oh shit! This dude is dope, right? Yeah, he produ- <laughs> yeah. he he directed Star Wars, the newest Star Wars episode oh. one and three, so episode seven and nine, and then he produced episode eight. Right, and uh, yeah, duds, all of them. Yeah, like most, like I found them entertaining, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, this like the problem with it was once again, um, Star Wars left so many storylines open that it, it right it couldn't close everything out. And so it's like, they just 
we're like, oh, well, well, let's just, you know, there's too much stuff to try to close out. So we're just not going to close anything out. So it's just going to, it's going to poop. It's just going to poop. It's a bunch of bullshit. So, yeah. So there's a bunch of questions that are, you're like, well, what about that? Like, what about that? What, you know, same thing with Game of Thrones. That's the one thing that like, I can really uh, agree with the criticisms on Game of Thrones. It's like, it did not end in a way that tied up most of the, the extra storylines. Yeah. So it's like you're watching this series and there's all these extra storylines that are interesting. And then they're just like, well, what happened to all them? That's so much TV. That's so much TV. It's a lot of TV. It was really good. It starts out really ambitious and then it grows in complexity to keep your interest. And then by the end of it, it's like, well, fuck, how are we supposed to close out all these? You know what show does it geniusly, but it's not like a serial show, though. Which one is it? Is Dark. Dark is the most complicated convoluted storyline and somehow by the end of it wraps every single storyline up and if you watched it front to back in reverse it wouldn't matter it would all make perfect sense uh westworld's like that too we can't define consciousness because consciousness does not exist humans fancy that there's something special about the way we perceive the world and yet we live in loops oh yeah that's true i feel like i lost it a little bit in the second and third seasons it's too scientific for a lot of people to stay with like the third season was is so, so dense. convoluted i feel like i was like what what's happening excuse me i'm so confused i didn't really get it until i watched the first and second season twice through and then like if you watch everything through another time you like catch so much more it's definitely one of those shows because i was like so she's her and she's her but now she's like fighting with her because she's her and it's actually the robot sphere thing that's controlling all of it or is she fighting the robot sphere thing? like i literally can't even remember actually what happened in the second and third or in the third season did you power through what's it? that did you power through it and watch it quickly or? no i had to wait i had to wait weekly See, that's that's worse i did that with season two and it made it harder to understand because there's so much shit that happens in the episode before right for season three i, I binged it and it made a lot more sense yeah, I might revisit it at some point for sure. The first season, though, was a fucking masterpiece. And I had to wait each week for that one. And I, that one is tight, tight from beginning to end. It's taut. Taut. But J.J. Abrams, nothing really jumps off the page. I, I just... I, 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 you know what I mean? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yeah. Well, you got lost, too. Don't forget that. <laughs> Can't forget about Lost. Never watched an episode. I will say that it seems like when you look at all those movies that he directed, right, which most all of them are Star Trek, Star Wars, or four right. of his seven movies or whatever are, are Star Trek, Star Wars, or Mission Impossible. Yeah. It's like he's just, it's like, yeah, I'll take the job, but I need a home run pitch. You know what I mean? That last pitch was right down the middle. I need to, I'm going to hit this one out of the park contractually. And if you don't throw it down the middle for me, you know, give me the perfect story that I, I, I'm going to quit. I quit. Well, I got to do it. <laughs> so it, it's just kind of like, I think the praise of JJ Abrams is similar to the praise of Peter Jackson. It's like he, Ugh. he took stuff that in a realm, it just can't miss, right? It can't miss entirely. Not like miss like the 13th warrior with Antonio Banderas miss. Oh, I never saw that one. Oh, it was a bad one. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't good. It looked boring from the marketing material. It was based off a Michael Crichton story, so that's why I watched it. 
Oh yeah, Michael Crichton. Okay. But he has a lot of movies that aren't very, uh, they aren't translated into screen very well. Unlike Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is good. That shit was fire. Lost World, like all that shit's good. I I still really enjoyed, is it Sphere? Oh shit, he did that? He wrote that? Yeah, that book's good. Oh shit. That that was the movie where it was like a thing underwater, right? And it was Mm -hmm. like an alien thing that they kept having these like epiphanies about or some shit. That's what the little green men are saying nowadays. Take me to your therapist. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Like psychedelic experiences. Yes. And great. so I enjoyed that movie, but I don't think that there's that many more movies that he did that were really that good. Let me find, let me find. Yeah. I can't, I would be remiss not to mention that. Oh, Co- yeah. Lost. Congo. Congo was bad. Stop eating my sesame cake. Oh, Congo's the one about the big, there's like a big gorilla involved or something, right? Yes. They're like trying to, yeah. Yeah. It, the way the movie was not good. Looked boring. Looked very bad and boring. Yeah. Uh, then he did a, a book in 1976 called Eaters of the Dead, and that was turned Ooh. into the 13th Warrior. Oh. <laughs> Why didn't they call it Eaters of the Dead? I would have watched it if it was called Eaters of the Dead. Fail. <laughs> the movie Rising Sun, which I'm pretty sure they ripped off Die Hard for. Oh, God. What the like, fuck? Why? It's his eighth num- uh, novel under his own name, his 18th overall. And it's about a, a murder in Los Angeles in the Nakamoto Towers, which is the exact same thing. What the hell? That's just Die Hard. That's Die Hard. Weird. Okay. Weird. Uh, I never really realized that. That's kind of a mind blow. <laughs> mind blow. Man, bleh. He wrote Disclosure, which is about uh, a computer hardwareing manufacturing company. And the movie was turned into Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. And it's all about sexual harassment from the female boss. I don't know what you're up to, but I'm going to tell you it's going to stop right now. Oh, oh, that's the one, the famous one where she crosses her legs, right? No, that, that was one? that was a basic instinct. There's uh, no smoking in this building, Miss Trammell. What are you going to do? Charge me with smoking? Oh, that's Sharon Stone. Oh, that's Sharon Stone. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm a goddamn fool. It doesn't yeah. deserve to live on this planet. You're worthless. Son of a bitch. You dirty rat. Uh, he did a movie called The Andromeda Strain, which I think was turned into a movie. Yeah, I seem to remember that. But that was like yeah. in the 70s, wasn't it? The Andromeda Strain. Yeah. Then there is a movie or a book called uh, The Terminal Man. And then it got made into a movie in 1974. And that that book's actually tight. Like a lot of his books are really good. Okay. He he's like a really technical writer, but he's a good he's a good writer. Tangent. Well, he did Jurassic Park, which is all I care about. Yeah. Have you ever read it? No. It's worth it. I did read the novelization of the movie though when I was a child. Ah, yeah. It had cool pictures in it. Well, yeah. You should read the actual Michael Crichton Jurassic Park. Uh, it's good. And then you should also read The Godfather if you've never read it. That's another really good book. I didn't even know that was based on a fucking novel. Wow. Oh, yeah, didn't, yeah nope. dude, Mario Puzo worked with uh, Coppola to make the movie. Uh, you know, my wife's never watched Godfather. I got to fucking watch that with her. Hope She's probably going to be so bored. This is like such an internet meme. It's not boring. It's like though. men trying to get women to watch fucking Godfather and Scarface and shit. It's one of Selena's favorite movies. It's a great fucking movie. Godfather's a great movie. And Godfather 2 is great. If she appreciates cinema, she'll be like, wow. Yeah. And we just watched LA Confidential. She hadn't seen that. Uh-huh. Fucking 
so good. That movie's so good. I kind of forgot that I had watched it until we started watching it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. That was like Mission Impossible 3. I was like, oh, I saw this in the theaters (laughs) with my dad and stepmom and stepbrother. It's like one of, because every now and then I'd get to go see a movie with them. They'd take me to a movie and be like, you've been good this week. And then they'd take me home and yell at me. You're worthless. Oh, perfect. Well, you can't just have the positive. Exactly. You got to have the, yeah, it's a shit sandwich. Except the shit is the bread. You got to have the good and then immediately be reprimanded. Uh, so that you're like ashamed of having a good time. Shame. Make sure that you'll never actually enjoy yourself in your life. But uh, L.A. Confidential, fucking phenomenal movie, man. So good. It's got the ethical uh, like gray areas. You got this sweet team up between the two uh, polar opposites. You got a vast conspiracy inside the department. It's so fucking good. Don't start trying to do the right thing, boyo. Yeah, and had the practice. So and Danny DeVito's in it. Good. Come on now. I mean, Danny DeVito is amazing. Danny DeVito is a goddamn national treasure. Am I standing in poop? You know what really makes me upset though? What? Not gonna lie. Is this whole out of all the actors and stuff that do the shit? Get eighty six. You know. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Spacey was one of the the hardest for me. Well, yeah, I don't really fully know all the details. I mean, I do know Anthony Rapp said he was fourteen when Kevin Spacey came on to him and that is disgusting nasty and then shortly after that kevin spacey bolstered his allegation by saying yeah i'm 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 interested in men whereas previously had been in the closet and it's like ooh, dude and then he did that weird shit where he was getting canceled and then he did like a weird psychopathic uh video in character of his character in house of cars so we're not done no matter what anyone says what the fuck man what are you doing yeah that's what i'm saying i just like american beauty was one of my favorite movies of all time so good no his career is full of hits and he is amazing at every single role yeah if he didn't get canceled i think he would have been like a really good bond or not a bond villain but a marvel villain or something oh hell yeah he might still i mean he might get out from under it i don't know Sometimes actors do. Nick Cage, MCU, who's he going to play? Hmm, that's a good fucking question, man. Who would he play, though? Exactly. You, you know that he has the chops to be like a legitimate actor, and he's willing to do any stunt or get in any shape he needs to be in. I'm really surprised, actually, that he hasn't entered the MCU as a small character. Because right. we know he likes to do a lot of movies. He likes to do, you know, he likes to... Do a lot of questionable movies at times. Tell you what, if it's a high card, I'll tell you who I am. And if it's a low card, I'll tell you who you are. Is that a deal? No question about that. About his questionable movies. No question movies. about that. Uh, but that being said, he's, you know, Gone in 60 Seconds was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I had, I had to. I yeah, had to I can't remember if it was any good, but I definitely enjoyed it when I watched it. <laughs> when I was like 11. Yeah, if you went back and watched it, you'd be like, this music. You'd be like, all these people. <laughs> And then you'd be like, oh, this is kind of dumb. But yeah, it's it's that's what it's like. It's it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold that much water. It was just one of those movies I had on DVD. And I had this like mini TV DVD thing. Yeah. That I had in my closet. My stepmom didn't know about. <laughs> Jesus, man. I had a cell phone at one point in time. That you hid in a yeah. closet. Hey, what's up, dude? Oh, I can't let my stepmom hear. That was when texting was starting to get, you know, hot so I could text. And also play snake. At one of the Nokia's. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Snake. You know, sometimes I wish that you could just download the old ass version of Snake, but they always try to like make it 
exciting and new. And I don't, I don't even want that shit. I don't want any of that. Yeah, what the fuck? I just want snake. Sold ass snake. You know you can get a, a Nokia, right? Still. With snake on it? I I I'm pretty sure that'd be pretty you can cool. Get non-smartphones still. I might just buy a brick so I can play snake. Yeah. Uh, and then if I ever get into trouble, like legally, I can always activate it and then use it as a burner phone. Since when do you have a cell phone? I buy them all the time now. You know, you prepay for it and then you buy it and you throw it away. It's like a, there's a name for it. A um, burner? A burner. That's, that's a burner. Dude, this is what drug dealers buy. Oh, really? This is a very specific sect of lower class, okay? This is like, this is like felon class. Felon class, huh? <sighs> all right. Uh, but speaking of Nick Cage, he was involved in the Marvel Universe, so they might bring him back because they have been slowly incorporating everyone who's ever been involved in the Marvel Universe. Who was he? Ghost Rider. That's not in the MCU, though. It's and not guess, in the MCU, I guess, but I it is the Marvel right. Universe. A, yeah, but a good example is Josh Brolin, right? Josh Brolin was Thanos. Right. Right. Huge character, obviously, in the MCU. Right. But he was also, uh, was it Cable? From, oh, shit. Right. From Deadpool in, in Deadpool 2. Or Deadpool. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 And so Deadpool is not in the MCU. No. And. Is now, though, right? Because they bought Fox 20. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're going to put it into the MCU. But they have been slowly incorporating. Um, because they incorporated the old Spider-Man villain in the new Spider-Man movie, and they incorporated uh, the well, it's uh, two two old Spider-Man villain and both yeah. old Spider-Man. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't hear that? Leopold Spider-Man. Yeah, and Andrew Miller and Tobey Maguire are both in it. Not Andrew Miller, Andrew Garfield. What was I thinking? Fail. So it's gonna have all. Oh three. shit! Yeah, you're gonna have th- the, all three Spider-Mans that have played Spider-Man in this. Well, that's fire! I did not hear that, man. Yeah, and then you have Doc Ock from the old ones, right? And, and if you watch the preview, yeah, you hear the laughter of Willem Dafoe. Exactly. So Willem Dafoe's <gasps> coming back. So yes, stoked. Spider-Man and Quicksilver from the Fox Universe X-Men is in, uh, what's it called? The the Scarlet Witch. Uh, show no Quicksilver, he's not the Silver Surfer. No, 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 Quicksilver, uh, the fast guy, yeah, but he was in Age of Ultron, not this Quicksilver. The Quicksilver, because there's two Quicksilvers there's the X Men Quicksilver from Fox, and then the oh. MCU Quicksilver from Age of Ultron. But they oh. brought in in the Scarlet Witch show, they brought in this the other Quicksilver from the Fox universe, which means they're going to start bringing in X Men and all the other characters from Fox, so it's possible. It's possible that you might get. I understand the concept of bringing Professor Xavier into the MCU and how <sighs> badass that would be. That would be pretty. Cool. Patrick fucking Stewart. You kidding me? Like, like yeah, there are a lot badass. of really yeah, and, and Hugh Jackman as fucking Wolverine. Like, there's a, there'd be a lot of really good shit. Yeah. That being said, why would they bring Nick Cage in as Ghost Rider? <laughs> that wouldn't yeah. add anything. Are they gonna bring in <laughs> Ben Affleck as fucking Daredevil? Like. No, God. Oh, no. No. That would be so bad. They're not going to. They're going to bring in the other Daredevil. But point is. Well, and they're like not bringing, you know, fucking Wesley Snipes in his blade or anything. So because well, Blade isn't. That wouldn't make sense. Well, they are going to make a new blade with. uh, What's his face? I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I'm excited for that, too. But once again, that's not part of the MCU because that wouldn't make sense. That that makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to wrap that in, but. Fucking Captain America fighting vampires? No, I don't want to watch that movie. I'm good. 
All pass. Hard pass. I think what they're doing, though, is with this multiverse shit, they're opening it up so they can have all sorts of weird-ass stories and that doesn't necessarily affect the main timeline. You know what I mean? If, if the new Blade movie has Loki as his sidekick, I'm going to just... I'm, I'm not <laughs> watching it, okay? I'm not watching That it. would be so fucking ridiculous. It'd be so I wouldn't dumb. even be surprised, man. Loki is everywhere now. He's everywhere. He's like the fucking... Or just like all of a sudden, yeah, it's like Blade and they have the fucking, like... The fucking rock dude from Thor. Yeah, I'm actually a thing. I'm a being. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just like a, some yeah. comedic relief. You'd be like, what the? the, 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 the. <laughs> if they do comedic relief, I'm not going to fucking watch that. They do not need comedic relief in a Blade movie. I mean, I would still be okay if, like, if they brought in the Punisher. Uh, what's his face? Homeboy from oh, The Walking dude, Dead. Barenthal, whatever his name is. Yeah. That being said, did you watch season two of The Punisher? Yeah. I think it was one of the worst. One of the worst TV shows I've ever watched in my life. Really? Yes. It was fucking horrible. Horrible, terrible, awful. I didn't really. Eh. I mean, it wasn't a it was not. you got to admit was not worse than fucking. What's that one show with the lame ass dude playing doing karate and shit. Fucking Justin Timberlake from 95 doing fucking karate. What's his name? He's Luke Cage's sidekick in the comics iron fist yeah bro you can't say it was worse than iron fist no iron fist was bad i i (laughs) agree with that but that's also just because he as a character and an actor is just not fun sock dude wet soggy toast man what the fuck are they doing talk about milk toast milk toast talk about milk toast over here yeah, no, that shit was bad. Uh, I will, I, I agree that the whole Had no charisma. Netflix, uh, MC, Marvel Cinematic Television Universe, as far as it goes, Daredevil, all of the Daredevil is fucking like 100% perfect, right? It's pretty fucking good, man. It's, it's, it's the first two seasons were, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's absolutely great. Uh, Punisher season one fits in with all of that, yeah, right? It fits, it's like essentially Daredevil season 2.5. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's Punisher yeah. season one. So that shit's really good. And then Punisher season two, it was just so not believable as his character, the Punisher. Mm, okay. That he's falling in love with this fucking bartender and then he's trying to save her life. And like everything that season two revolved around plot wise made zero sense for the Punisher. Like it could have like been a TV show that wasn't the Punisher. <laughs> it would like if if they would have like not been like this is Marvel Cinematic thing and this is just him doing this like eight episode mini series or whatever. You could have watched it and it would have been like it would have been better. Yeah, but like dude, it was just not good. Jessica Jones, I still haven't watched. Uh, I like Jessica Jones, but same thing though. In the uh, what was it, the second or third season? Uh, it was just kind of stupid. It was like her mom was involved and her mom is also like super powered or something. It kind of was it kind of got really convoluted and stupid. All of those shows got a little bit. Yeah. Luke Cage did convoluted too. and stupid. Yeah. Luke Cage kind of did. I, yeah. But Iron Fist was never good from the beginning. So it doesn't even matter. It's true. But the Defenders was bearable. You know, it made sense. You had to watch, I think, the Defenders miniseries. It was like four episodes or whatever. Yeah. But like it directly tied into Dead or uh, Daredevil season three, if I remember yeah. correctly, and so that was why I watched it. But yeah, the it Luke was a Cage bit of a stuff. Disappointment. Uh, the bad guys like uh, in Luke Cage were were pretty dope, but there's just a lot of the production and 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 stuff. It was kind of corny. 
Yeah, Luke Cage was was it was entertaining. Pretty good for the most part. I think when he was fighting the dude, uh, uh, oh man, who was the guy that owned the club? He was great. <laughs> Mahershal Ali, uh, right? Isn't it? And he's gonna play Blade, right? Like that's the guy that they're gonna get to play Blade. Uh, yeah, he's, he's fucking excellent. He was such a good villain, bro. Like that was so good. He's and it was actor. just so believable. He's just like a, a street level bad guy. And Luke Cage is a street level good guy. It's great. As far as Punisher goes, I really only remember lots of dark basements with a dude with like a computer screen. Yep. And I remember the dude with the broken face. Yep. That's really all I remember. Did, season two of the Punisher could have been so good. And they just, it just wasn't. Don't you hate that shit? It's like you had so much to work with. The worst show I've ever watched that I was just like a lot of hype going into it. A lot of people being like, you know, because I was working at the burger shop. A lot of people were like, oh, my God, have you seen The Witcher? Have you seen The Witcher? Oh, my God, The Witcher, The Witcher, have you seen The Witcher? Oh, my right? God. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard of the video game. I never played it, but I heard it was dope. A couple of my buddies are just like, yeah, the show's so fucking good, blah, blah, blah. So I start watching it with Selena. And first off, Henry Cavill, fucking creep. Fuck that guy. He's a dick. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to... It's not even a hot take. I did not expect that. The dude, it's not even a hot take. That dude's a fucking creep. Okay. <laughs> Look at his what track record of hanging out and being around young actresses. Okay. He's a fucking creep. Okay. Interesting. People are like, oh, but he's so handsome though. I'm like, yeah, you guys said that about Ted Bundy too. Okay. Henry Cavill's a fucking creep. And I'm saying yeah. that there's some shit going on there and then two on henry cavill the dude is a horrible fucking actor ah uh, you know i don't know i well what's maybe. he good in? what's he good well in? i saw him in the most recent uh what's it called uh you were just talking about it. mission impossible and uh which surprisingly was very enjoyable i was like on the edge of my seat the entire time that movie was great and he did great in that uh he He's a place. He's a placeholder. He didn't bring. Let's say anything. he played his role uh, sufficiently. Correct. How about Correction. That? He was directed very correctly. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta put a lot of uh, weight in directors, right? Because a lot of directors will be like, "Hey, you know, try it this way, do this thing," and I'm like, right. "A good director knows how to get the, the the goods out of an actor." And you can see that when you see a really good actor that you enjoy watching. Yeah. in a bad direct badly directed movie and you're like or, oh, or God, you can also okay. see it when a good movie comes along and they have an actor who kind of shits the bed everywhere else and he does well right right but i'm saying like yeah. henry cavill's character in that that could have been played by anyone yeah right he didn't really bring anything besides his his handsomeness to the table yeah and a sweet mustache yeah tom selecian mustache and his sweet mustache and also i think he was in a killer body was he in a james bond movie as well or was that or I've been thinking I of I've lost track of the James Bonds. Either way. So Henry Cavill, the dude is overrated as shit. He can't act and he's a creep. That being said, <laughs> The Witcher was the worst thing I've ever watched in my life. And I was like, this is so bad. And the whole time I'm like, I trust these people's judgment that told me that this is good. So I'm going to try and stick yeah. through it. But it was so painful. And then we're like six episodes in, four episodes in or whatever. And Selena and I are just like, God, I really just want to stop. I just want to stop <laughs> watching this. This is so bad. And then we're like, wait, well, it's only eight episodes. 
So, you know, maybe it gets better at the end. You know, like I, I've just heard so much good about it. Like it, it just has to get better at the end. And it was worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I saw that shit. Uh, I'm fairly good at uh, divining uh, if whether uh, a project is going to be good from its promotional materials and the way they market it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, I'm pretty good at figuring out if it's going to be good. And that is not going to be good. I can tell you that right now. I didn't watch it. It's not going to be good because all of the acting they showed in all of the previews was wooden and lame and the same stereotypical like, you have no idea what I've been through. I've been through hell and back and I will bring you back your daughter. I don't care. I don't fucking care. Everything has this smoldering intensity. It's blue tinted. Okay. It's uh, fucking based on a video game that, by the way, doesn't even seem like a very original plot of a video game right no it's not original in any ways and like it, it's fun i mean and it's like it, fantasy it's like i don't same. even like yeah. fantasy so no we've talked about that yeah are you a mangler are you a wrangler are you tired of not having the right tools and necessities needed to get your job done well come on down to star mark designed to help you mangle and wrangle every task that's a pain in your ass. We have assless chaps, luchador masks, leather gloves, weed whacking gloves, boots with rhinestones on them, and many more. Everything you need to wrangle, tangle every son of a bitch that gets in your way. Mangler Wrangler brand cowboy and wrestling equipment at Starmark. One stop shop for all your mangling and wrangling needs. Um, all right. So Henry, Henry Cavill is a hack. All right. <laughs> the, the awards and nominations for going down his list, right? He was yeah. nominated in 2012 and 2013 in the new Being now next awards. What the fuck is that? <laughs> for, and, and he was nominated because he's hot. And the category yeah. is literally called because you're hot. Okay. Well, there you go. And then he's nominated for Teen I was choice. joking, but I was right. That no, you were 100% right. For being handsome. Like, like, literally. And then he's nominated for a bunch of Teen Choice Awards. Wow. Of course. Okay, and MTV Movie Awards, more Teen Choice Awards, and then Kids' Choice Awards, Golden Razzies, Teen Choice. And Golden then, Razzies? Yeah. And then <laughs> something great. called the Saturn, Saturn Awards. He was nominated for Best Actor on Television for The Witcher. That just, oh my God. So Henry Cavill... No, it's fucking horrible. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Mediocre white man. Mediocre white man. Yeah. Oh, look, he's got pecs. I'm going to ignore everything that comes out of his mouth because his biceps are big. Yeah, they're pretty big. <laughs> Just like, dude, fucking idiot. He's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Someone proved me wrong. I'm open minded. Someone. Well, you know, me wrong. he may uh, prove you wrong in his. Um... Oh, in the next Superman movie? Subsequent uh, film project. Maybe he'll do something like, uh, what's his face from Twilight and do some dope shit later and be like, I'm actually an excellent actor. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Don't don't compare him. (laughs) You're like offended about it. I'm offended. Yeah, I'm actually offended. I'm offended. As far as teen heartthrobs go, Robert Pattinson's got chops. Oh, fuck yeah, he does. No question. I watched that movie... uh, the devil all the time and i was like oh. oh hell yeah bro i was like this dude can act and then i watched the lighthouse and i was like yep. oh sound like a goddamn parody have you seen good time no what's that it doesn't even like robert pattinson does not exist in that movie it's the character he disappears entirely into the character i i gained all the respect i had never had for him 
when I watched Good Time because I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. That is not the Robert Pattinson I've ever seen. How would you like it if I made you cry? How would you like that? No, I would not. He's this like dirtbag, low self-esteem. Like, it's just he killed it, man. And then, of course, yeah, Twilight. I mean, not Twilight. (laughs) And of course, Twilight. We we understand that you love it now. Okay, Rob. The Twilight series. (laughs) The whole Twilight series, everything is so good. Oh, my God. Uh, The Lighthouse. And uh, what was the other one you said? It was great. Um, the, The Devil All the Time. Yeah, Devil All the Time. Fuck, man, that was good. Yep, and then he's in Tenant too. I mean, he's in a bunch of shit, you know. Tenant. He's was, in Tenant. Yeah. He's Robert Neil. Pattinson's in Tenant. Oh, you're right. He is. Holy yeah. shit! I forgot he was in that. Once again, he kind of disappears into shit. Um, yeah, he's good. Robert man. Pattinson is is on the level of like Ryan Gosling, or yeah. or Josh Hartnett, right? Or the with these dudes that start or Brad Pitt, or the dudes that started out as just like swoon, but they yeah. they are genuinely good actors. Yeah. Right. They're attractive people that are genuinely good. And then there are people right. that are like, you just got this because you're attractive. Right. You got a sick jawline, bro. I mean, Henry Cavill has a great jawline. This is, uh, <laughs> like, uh, Very good pecs. It's great pecs. Great. It's just one of those things where he's like, he's cast as Superman because of his jawline, not because of his acting. Shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah. And similarly, like Charlize Theron, a lot of her movies to begin with were like, because she's hot. Or like she's just attractive. Like, oh my god, dude. Have you seen Johnny Depp and Charlie Theron in The Astronaut's Wife? To most, he seemed the same. But to his wife, he had become something not of this world. That was like maybe the worst acting I've ever seen from a female actor actress in my life. And but Charlie Theron is an excellent fucking actor. Perfect example of what we're talking about with direction mattering a lot because the astronaut's wife is a horrible, horrible, stupid movie. I don't know what it is, but Johnny Depp has this way of just shit. It, like just eating the project that he's involved in and pooping it out. And it just comes out covered in poop. Yeah. I feel like there was a certain point that wasn't the case though. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know? And then now it is the case. Yeah, it started out like he was the golden child. When I first came to RST Cable, I told them, I, I don't want to be another Merv, another Johnny. I, I want to do the kind of vital programming that is responsive to the community. Right, because what, you know, eat, who's eating Gilbert Grape, the dead man? Uh, He's got so many good movies. So Johnny many. Depp has a lot of really great material. And even the first Pirates of the Caribbean, I'd say that was a fun movie, and he killed it in that role. Exactly. Like, and then the second one, you're like, okay, this is entertaining. The third one, you're like, all right, you know, we're still here. And then the fourth and fifth, Jesus and you're like, Christ. I tried while I was animating as something to distract my brain, tried watching the fourth one, and I got like five minutes into it, and I was like, fucking no, I can't do this to myself. How many are there? We're going to look at this. Yeah. By the way, uh, Charlize Theron is, is the greatest. I love her. She's so fucking good, man. Oh, Everything Mad, she's ever Mad done. Max. So good. Or another uh, example of that is Kate Winslet. Holy shit. She's an amazing actress. And it's like you wouldn't know it necessarily from something like Titanic, you know. Same with Leo, actually. Well, Kate, she, they both did good in that. I just think, once again, I think James Cameron's kind of an overrated director. Yeah, their performances were just flimsy and stupid. If, if James Cameron, if his 
brainchild that he worked so long on his avatar Woof. and that's what he's planning on <laughs> spending his next tw like three yeah. decades on yeah. is uh, like turning avatar into like an eight movie series or whatever Jesus fucking that, that just, he's a hack we don't need any more the first one was enough and it was bad and nobody wants it please stop yeah that that just shows like that's hack like if if you know terminator is great 100 percent no question. Terminator 2, fantastic. Yeah, True Lies, very problematic. I know what this is. This is an espresso machine. No, no, no. It's a snow cone maker. That's what it is. I didn't actually watch that movie, but... You should probably watch it. It's got some problematic yeah, stuff to... in it, and it's got Arnold, and it's got Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis, I think, and it's uh, it's entertaining. Yeah. You know, I remember I, I saw it... Uh, in the theater at age five. Can you hear him off it for me? Oh, damn. He was a youngin. Yeah, because I had a very uh, irresponsible Guardians. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a five-year-old appropriate movie, though, for sure. No, but I remember the skiing scene. It's like the only thing I remember from it. 